Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. Are you ready for God's word today? So I, I, I was working on this this morning. I, I was just meditating the Lord. And so I'm just going to title, let me preach about my week. Talking about our week of general assembly. But I want to use as a backdrop, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42. And this is a hallmark passage for Pentecostal believers, but usually we look at the earlier part when the Holy Spirit was poured out. But this is the results of God moving on that day and, and God pouring out His Spirit. How many believes in the power of the Holy Spirit and that He wants to move in our churches, in our lives, in our homes today? Amen? And so, and I want to pause here because what happened on the day of Pentecost was birthed out of a prayer service, right? They, they were meeting in a prayer room for, for 10 days they met. And, and I want to let you know, uh, Sister Connie is leading a prayer group on, on Sunday mornings now at 10 o'clock in the, in the fellowship and youth room. So if you want to come out at 10 o'clock and pray, we welcome you to, to be a part of that praying for our service. You're, we, we hope that you can be a part of what God is, is doing there and that. And, and I believe his presence is here because of prayer. And so you, you've seen this passage. I, I've preached on this passage, but I want to use it as a, as a backdrop because when I read his word and I see what the early church was doing and what was happening. And so listen to these words right here. And they continue. This is right after Peter preaches this great message. And what? How many? Three, over 3,000 gave their heart to the Lord that day, right? And they continued steadfastly. Talking about those who received Christ, those who were, who were following after Christ, those who gave their heart to the Lord. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship. You may be wondering, why are we having this whole summer for fellowship on Sunday nights? Is that because we didn't want to do anything? No. We, we, wanted to, we want to build the, the unity of the body of believers, and you have to do it more than just a Sunday morning together. You have to do it in, in times of fellowship, around prayer, around His Word, around conversation about what God has done in your life. How many can testify that God has done something special in your life? And, and you need to share that with somebody else. How are you going to do that? Around a table. Uh, at the, uh, sitting in a living room drinking coffee or, or something together. Sharing our stories. This is what happens. Uh, and they begin, the, they, they would stay steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. We have to have sound teaching. We have to have sound preaching. We, we have to build on that. And, and so we've got to talk about that more than just on Sunday morning. They, they were talking about this. Uh, they, they would have fellowship and breaking the bread and in prayer. This is why we, we incorporate on, on Wednesday night. I want to encourage you, if you haven't been a part of a, a Wednesday night, to, uh, we're, we're, we want that to gear back up. This is an important time. This has been part of my heritage. I, I, I've always been to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and if there's other things going on, that's just where I was at. Now, I know lives are busy. I, I know lives can get complex, but I want to let you know this. Make church a priority in your life. You won't regret it. You, you, you've got to put God first. 
God is not a Sunday morning only experience. God is every day in our lives. But there's something about us coming together that encourages us together. How many ever needs encouragement throughout the week? It's a long ways. I, I may be just uh, fired up because I haven't seen you all for two weeks. It's, it's, it's hard. I'm like, I, I almost introduced myself this morning. I missed you. There's something about the body of believers, and, 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 I, and I want us to, to see others come in because they need relationships. We want to see those who are broken and, and, and down and out and are discouraged. They need relationships, and that's why we're here. That's what we've been saying. We want to be a place where you're known, noticed, and loved. This needs to be a place of hope. Hope happens here. Hope of what? Hope to have a relationship with Christ and hope to have a relationship with people that will care for you and love you and know you and pray for you and be with you. So we see this backdrop that that fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common. They sold possessions and goods and divided them among uh, one another uh, as they had needs. So there was this fellowship. They were meeting one another's needs. This is where I want to really hone in on. So continually daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were having fellowship. I don't think they were just talking about the news. I think they were talking about the, the doctrines of the church, the teachings that they've been hearing. The, 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 I think they've been talking about what God was doing in their lives and, and the testimonies that they had. They were breaking bread. We got sidetracked for a second. Something that we do on Wednesday night that whoever's teaching, they, they take a few moments and we call it Central Rewind. We, we talk about the message. Why? Because God wanted us to hear something Sunday morning and it's good for us to talk about it again because it's so easy to forget about what God did and it's something that encourages us as we go back home and, and, and what we do in our family, we call it debriefing. We, we talk about every sun, every service at, at General Assembly. We're like, what did you get out of that? Not just my wife and I, and I'm going to pick up on this again in a moment, but we, we talk about this with other, with our family. What did you get out of the service? What, what did you get out of the, the lead conference? And, and what, that was the first day of our general assembly on Monday, and I'm about to, to get there to share a few things from that. We talk to them. Do, are you talking with your family about what God is doing in your life? Are, are you talking to your kids? It does, you don't have to wait till they're, they're 25 and out and married. You need to talk to them when they're young. Our children church, I'm glad for our leaders. But our, our parents, we want to encourage all your parents. What did you learn in children's church today? Tell me what you were talking about. I, I want to know. I want to be interested and engaged. Tell me what God is putting on your heart. We need to we need to talk about the word of God in our homes. So I'm going to talk for a few moments this morning. I just want to talk about God's blessings. Incorporate some of the things that we believe how God moves, how he orders our steps. So these, these verses, this verse came to my mind, Psalms 37, 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. He delights in his ways. And, and I like how the New Living Translation puts it. it. It reads this way. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. Now listen to this part. You may want to write this one down. He delights in every detail of their lives. He cares about every detail and i'm going to share that with you this morning how he watches over every detail something that may not be significant you don't think that he he sees he understands and he sees it and so when we know that god is watching over every detail it should give us a calmness in our life 
Any ever, anybody ever deal with high-pressure situations and, 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 and the, the human nature of us wants to blow up, but if God, if we have the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, what's the next one? Peace. He gives us peace that we can have calmness and self-control. When we learn to trust in the Lord in everything, we have this calmness that, that goes on. We can handle the situation. We realize that getting all been out of shape doesn't change the situation, right? Sometimes it makes it worse, right? So Lord, help me have calmness. Not to panic, not to, not to stress, but to trust in you that you're going to guide my steps because you care about every detail. Yesterday, yesterday was a, a busy day uh, for for myself and, and Pastor Martin, who's not able to be here yet. They're in route back home, and, and here's what happened. Um, we had a minister in our state that, that passed away this week, and his funeral was yesterday. It was a, it was a great funeral service. What a, a great man of God. Touched many lives. Yeah, the overseer there, and so we, we spent some time with the, the ministers of Indiana. So that was a busy day. Uh, about a two-hour trip north and two-hour trip back and then over to Indianapolis. But Brother Martin, to, uh, to help out, he, he came to pick me up at the motel. Then we went to go pick up Brother and Sister Abbott. But when we were waiting for Brother and Sister Abbott, someone knocked on his window, said, Hey, your back tire's low. It wasn't low, it was flat. <laughs> and so, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? But Because we, we've got to get on the road. And so we parked it, and, and we took the, the Abbott's car. And so we didn't stress about it, what to do. I mean, we, you know, we looked up some things. Brother Martin did, you know, trying to find some places to get it fixed. And we were on a time frame. It's Saturday. People are not open late on Saturday. And I'm sharing this because I want you to know that God is able to take care of the details. And, and so we get back and I'm like, here, here's what we'll do. I've got a, I got an air pump in my van and, and Brandon's going to come over and we'll air up this, this tire. And, and I did this, did this a few weeks ago. Anybody remember that story? I, I've dealt with this. And I just want to let you know, since we've lived in Portage, we've had more flat tires and more cars towed than I, we've had three cars towed in the last year. And, and I hate to say it, but Ethan was driving every one of those cars, um, <laughs> We're going to miss you, son. Uh, I know you're going to Lee. And, and it wasn't his fault, though. I want to say that. But even last week, we, we get back from General Assembly, and, and we're Hannah's car, just uh, a belt just came off and pulled a, a piece off of the engine. I was like, what's going on? But the Lord takes care of all these things. So we get back from the funeral, and we have just about a little over an hour to get to the place we're supposed to go and so we're airing up this tire and it's not going up so that means we have to change it and so we we put the donut on and and then uh, uh we get out to the nothing was open at the time to take care of it saturday but the lord was in that because we didn't stress over it and right at five till six or five till five when the meeting's supposed to start at five o'clock here comes brother and sister martin coming in not worried about what happened of the day come to enjoy that because it's going to take care of itself how many knows if you put your trust in the lord things will work out because i know some of us our reaction would have been at the motels like i can't go now to the funeral i've got to take care of this right now because the world is about to end right now. If I don't take care of this flat tire right now. Anybody been in a right now moment where you feel like I've got to do it now? No, trust the Lord. He, he, he takes care of every little thing. Lord, help us. And I, I want to testify that 
Brother Martin and I, neither one of us got mad at the tire. We didn't kick, well, I tried to kick it to help it loosen up, but we didn't, we didn't kick it being mad. We didn't get nothing. We, we stayed calm, taking it off in our dress shirts, in our dress suits, and, and, and we stayed calm. And, and my wife says, I'm so proud of you. You changed the tire with the white shirt and you didn't get it all over you. And, and Brother Martin was clean too. And so it was God. He sanctified us. And, but I'm saying the, the, the heart that we had is like this. It, maybe it's because we were together. We didn't, neither one of us wanted to get mad, but it was like, we didn't have to get mad at this. They're on their way back. I know they weren't able to be at service, but they were able to get a tire this morning. Praise the Lord. He texted me this morning. He's like, we're on our way back. So we thank the Lord. And, and I sent back uh, uh, Philippians chapter four, verse 19, and God will supply all your needs. They worry about trying to find a tire on a Sunday morning. I'm sharing this because God cares about the details of your life. If you'll submit to him and that you'll stay calm in him and say, God, I know that you've got this. Someone say it with me. I know that you've got this. It may not be easy. It it may not be fun. It may be a great inconvenience. But if we learn, Lord, I'm going to trust you in this moment. You're going to help me testify about your goodness. So I just want to pick up here, and I'll try to get through our, our week pretty quick. And and it started on Sunday morning, two weeks ago at 4 a.m. We had to get up uh, to catch a plane. We we're supposed to be flying out of of uh, Midway at 8:05, and at 4:30, I get the text: "Your flight's been canceled." No, it can't be. I've been hearing the stories. Everybody else getting delayed. That's why we booked an early flight. That's why we was going on Sunday so we wouldn't mess with all this. And and your flight's been canceled. So Brandy gets on on. I get online. She's getting on her phone trying to find out is this true? Because you don't want to believe everything that you read, right? And and so nothing nothing shows the flight's been. She calls them and and it, nothing seems to be canceled. So I like kids. We've got to go anyway. This is delaying us because we're trying to work with this, but we got to get in the car. Let's go. And and so I didn't panic. I didn't speed, which I don't do a lot of that anyway. People will get mad at me. I was driving them to the funeral yesterday. They're like, you didn't get past sixty miles an hour. I said the speed limit was fifty five. What do you mean to do? They said seventy. But anyway, I, I'm just I'm just. We didn't, we didn't rush to the airport. I, I, we, we took our time, but as we got there, I'm like, Lord, this is not good. And then she looks at me. It's 10 till 7. She goes, if you all hurry, we'll get you on the 715 flight, but you've got to rush. And we're like, oh no, here's our bags. And we give them our bags. And so we rush as fast as we can to the gate. We get on a plane. Everything's good. So thank the Lord for his grace. And here's the thing. We were able to get on a flight, but if we knew that we had to get there earlier that morning to make the 17 flight, I'd been rushing. There was already an accident. We started getting all our luggage. We had six pieces of luggage, but only five got there. Where's the other one? Well, it went to Denver. But praise the Lord because there was a flight from Denver coming to San Antonio later that afternoon. We just had to wait an hour and a half for it. We're like, okay, we'll, we'll wait because I don't want to go out to the, to the motel and all the way back here to get my luggage. And so I'm working with the, the claims department, which they typically don't help us because we were running late on our flight. It's like, I didn't run late. I was here. You switched me in. And, and so, uh, we worked through this. And so they worked it out. They gave me $75 credit for the next time I fly. Praise the Lord. And, and, and so, uh, I walk away from that counter, walk up to my family and the fire alarm goes off inside the airport we're like what's going on 
please evacuate the building. There's been a fire detected somewhere in the building. We're like, we don't see smoke. We're tired. We haven't ate since 4.30 this morning. We're not going anywhere until they make us. And so we stood there for 20, we were right by a door, by the way, but we're like, we're just sitting in these seats. And, and so, uh, they finally came and God has said, you have to go outside with, with all the other people who weren't listening to instructions. And, and so, uh, we went outside for a few moments, came back in and we sat when we got the release, came back in and now we're waiting. So the, the, the flight is supposed to get there at three o'clock, doesn't get there till, uh, or supposed to get there at one o'clock, didn't get there till three o'clock. Long story. We, but we had to learn to be patient. We had to learn to sit there. And I'm glad there wasn't a whole lot of pictures taken at that time because I didn't have a big smile on my face. But I was trying to stay, I was trying to stay uh, joyful in the moment. I was like, Lord, thanks for getting us here. We'll wait, but our family, uh, our family's hungry. They won't let you back upstairs to the food court because you've already went past security. And so uh, this, well, all we could do is that. And the, and the vending machine was $10 for a bologna sandwich. We're like, we're not going to do this. So we waited. We waited, but I'm letting you know the Lord was with us. We really had to get spiritual when we found some of the uh, people from the Church of God laying in on another flight. Like, yeah, we're here. We're just yeah, we're just waiting for the General Assembly. And so we worked through this. We we finally got the bag. Praise the Lord! It did come in on that flight, and and and, and we went outside. And so the next obstacle we had to run in. So I've never had a lift ride before, and so the app, and I didn't know how to use the app. I'm like, there should be instructions. You think it'd be simple, but we need an extended van. And and how do we request this until you hit next? You got to just keep going. There process i didn't want to get someone there too soon and so i finally took the brave step hit next then it gives you the options of who you want to pick and and so here comes salvador picks us up in a nice town and country all our luggage goes inside we're happy we get into our our uh, our motel for the night the next day we have uh our lead conference i want to stay in here for just a moment I'm not going to preach on all the ones that speakers, but Amanda Crabb preached an amazing message. And her, her assignment was dysfunction in the family. Now hold on to these stories. They'll connect here in a moment. You're like, why did you share all that? It, God's watching over us. She's preaching on dysfunction in family. And I just want to let you know, everybody has a little bit of dysfunction. But that doesn't mean you're a dysfunctional family. But there are some dysfunctional families. And there's some dysfunctional families in the, in the church world. Just because people come to church doesn't mean they don't deal with messes in their lives. But I want to let you know that God cares. And then God's going to bring, can bring you through. So I'm going to just give you a, a few of the quotes that just stood out to me. And I don't have time to unpack everything. And I can't even preach it like she did. But you've got to hear these things this morning. That this is why we went to the assembly. Why we went early. I, I wanted to hear from God. But it's not just for me. It's for me to share with you those who weren't able to watch it. You, you need to hold on to this and, and grab on to this. But she says, the pain of our life can become seed of wisdom for others. How many has ever been through something hard? And the Lord's brought you through and you didn't realize that what you went through was so difficult that, that you know you couldn't make it on your, on your own. But when God gave you the strength that he was going to use that to help somebody else. Uh, are you willing to let the pain of your life help somebody else? Uh, are you willing to, to say, God, I'm an open vessel. I don't know why I had to go through that. I don't know why I had to experience that. I don't know why I had to go through that heartache. But Lord, if you can use it for good, I'm willing to share my hurt and pain. Because you've already brought healing to me. I, I've made it through. But I'm willing for that to be exposed so someone else could be healed for what they're going through did you not realize that we are here to love one another we're here to help one another and so we've got to be vulnerable to one another and so he may take the very pain you've gone through to bring healing to someone else's life 
She says that God will bring you out of dysfunction to function. Someone say that with me. God will bring you out of dysfunction to function. He can help us. This one's so powerful. This connects with the the message that we just had. I made reference to it again this morning about pouring out our our love on, on Christ. About being broken. God desires truth in the inward parts. And uncovering of that exposes you, or uncovering that exposes you to save you. Let me read it again. God desires truth in the inward parts. And uncovering that exposes you to save you. God wants to expose the hidden things, hidden sins. Because someone who keeps things hidden, they'll be bound by that. It'll take over their life. So God in his love and in discipline, he, at times he, he'll expose it if you don't. If you don't get on, this is why we, we say come and, and lay it at the feet of Jesus. If you're dealing with something, get it under the blood, get sanctified. Because if you don't deal with it, he will. He, he gives you this opportunity to bring it to him so he doesn't have to expose it because he doesn't want to hurt you or harm you. He wants to heal you and make you whole. But that's where we've got to come to him and say, Lord, I, I lay this at your feet. I, I've got to get accountability. I've got to, I have to have someone to pray with me because the enemy wants to bring you down. Do you not know? We've said it so many times. The enemy, he wants to steal kill and destroy but god wants to give you life and more abundantly but you have a hard time to have abundant life if you're still being bound by something you don't want anybody to know about and you don't want god exposing that but if you will say god i'm bringing it to you so you can work on me he'll bring healing he exposes those things to save you so you're not kept bound by them Then she followed up with this. Pain unhealed will make you cycle back to dysfunction. Pain unhealed. If you're dealing with any pain, any unforgiveness, things that you can't let go, if you don't work on those, if you don't give them to God, if you don't let healing take place, it will put you back into a side. You may feel like everything's okay right now, but you can only handle so much of, of that pain. And when somebody else says something else that, that, that adds to that because you didn't deal with it here, because they added one more thing, it puts you back into a cycle of dysfunction. But God wants to set people free from that. Is this okay this morning? There comes a point, she says this, and you got to hear this. There's a, there comes a point when you have to stop making your spouse and children pay for what you grew up in. Some of you have some hard stories of life, what you grew up in. And because of what you grew up in, you've, you've put that on other people. You might have a bad attitude or negative attitude or always critical because of the way somebody treated you. And because of the way you were treated, you just pushed it on to somebody else. And, and it's time for us to say, hey, I've got to put all that behind. I, I want to be the person that God wants me to be. I, I want to live out the fruit of the Spirit. I, I can't change what happened in the past, but I can change how I act right now and how I'm going to act towards my family, how I'm going to act towards my spouse, how I'm going to act towards my friends, how I'm going to act towards my, my church family. I can't blame everybody else for the way I'm behaving right now. I want to be changed and transformed. Isn't that what God does? He, he wants to transform 
transform us. So you may have to put some things back that was put on you. Say, I don't want to put that on anybody else. Give it to God this morning. And then I've got to hit this. Family is the the most important part of culture. And here's her quote. Set the spiritual culture in your home to set the culture outside. That's why it's so important. We, we don't have a perfect family. Please, I hope you never think that we've ever said that. We have a good family who loves God. We have imperfections. But we try to work together. We, we want our kids to know that we love God and that we want them to love God. And so we talk about God all the time. And I try my best not to preach at them because they never give me an offering. But I, I, I try not to preach at them. I want them to know the, the love of God. I want them to, I want to hear what God is saying to them. It's important. God speaks to our children. God will speak to your children. But we have to, we have to, as parenting them, we have a responsibility. I'm going to go here for just a moment. We have a responsibility. Their cell phones is not a, is not a, a, something that they're guaranteed. It's a privilege that they had growing up. Now they, pay for more of that so they, they're growing up but early on it was not because they it was due them we entrusted them so guess what we watched their phones i'm glad for the app that we can see where they're at and they see where we're at they call us we're while you're there will you pick us up something no <laughs> they watch us we watch them we want we need to have this there's got to be accountability and if you have children in here, no matter what age, if they're living in your home, they need to be accountable to you. They don't, it's not, they're not paying the bills. They don't own the, own the home. It's not their phone. It's your phone. We need to take charge and we need to let our kids know we're doing this for you. We're not trying to hoard over you. We're not trying to lord over you. We're trying to raise you to fear God. And if you don't trust us, that means we're not trusting you. You may be in something that we're trying to keep you out of. Is this okay this morning? We've got to be, you have the right as a parent. No, not the right. You have the responsibility as a parent to raise your children in the fear of the Lord. That's why this place needs to be filled with our children. We don't give them the option to stay home. Now, I know there's circumstances where some that they're, it's, it's battling parents, and I get that. There's always, there's always an issue. This is the reason why. But the most control that you can have, and if you're able to do it, you bring them. Well, yeah, but if we force them, they'll never fall in love with God. Well, if you give them a choice, they'll never take the opportunity to fall in love with God. You don't know the service that they're going to be in when the Spirit of God moves in such a powerful way. That's why I hope there's nobody sitting in the foyer right now. I hope everybody's in this room that's here in this building. Unless you're teaching, unless you need to be in this room. This is where the presence of God is. This is why we've come, to be in His presence, to, to hear His Word, for His Spirit to move over us. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I want to be open for I don't come out of habit. I've come to have, an, to have Him inhabit this place, to be with Him. And we need our families to come back together. This is this Back to Church Sunday in September. We're hoping to see the place filled. We're hoping to have a picnic. But we're hoping to win some of those families. Let them know you need to be in the house of the Lord. And we want to help you. We want to love on your children, on your teenagers who, who are battling. This is the hardest time, I think, to be a teenager. 
this, the mess that they go into in public schools is, 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 is horrible. But that's why as a church we have to declare this is what we believe. We're always going to love people. We're going we're, we're to love people, but we're not going to affirm the sin that they're in. Yeah, I'm going to go here for a moment. I know we may get shut down. You know what? I don't care. This is the thing. We, this is, here's where we're at. I asked my daughter, how, when you're, when she works in the hospital, what do you do, uh, you know, with a patient that, you know, whose gym they want to be called, you know, Janine? And you're like, I go by the chart, whatever chart, it's either male or female. The best quote I ever heard this past week is like, when they dig up bones, archaeologists, when they can tell you if it's male or female, there's no other option. So Lord help us as a church. We're going to love people, but we're not going to affirm the sin that they're in. I want to see God change them, and I know that He can change them. I, I know He's able to change them, but I'm telling you right now, I'm not going to affirm because if you affirm it, they're going to stay in it. But when you, when you're like, I'm not going to affirm now. I'll love on you, but I'm not going to call you something that you're not. I, I'm not going to acknowledge something that you're not. I'm going to love you because if we don't share the truth with them, if we don't share the the love of Christ, and it's got to be done in love. It's got to be done in love. Lord, help us. Well, that was Monday. Are you ready? I'll, I'll get through the rest. Tuesday night, powerful message, Dr. Tim Hill. And here's the thing. He talked about Paul on the ship that, you know, that was shipwrecked. And here's the, here's the whole thing. The ship was wrecked, but he says, hold on to the ship even in, when it's in pieces. Those that held on floated ashore. I, I just want to say this. No matter what it seems like is going on in the church world, this is your ship right now. The Central Church of God is your ship. The, one of the first messages I preached uh, here was, uh, you know, join the journey. and talked about the ship. This is your ship. Hold on. it, Even when it feels like it's falling apart. Yeah, there's been times it feels like there's been leaks. Where, where's that leak so I can plug it up? Sometimes it, it feels like a, a piece is falling off. Whatever it is, hold on. Can someone say, hold on, hold on to this? I, I can't preach that message. It was so powerful. Wednesday, we had a, a, a powerful night. Dr. Gabriel uh, uh, Salguero preached he preached on the locusts. You got to hear this. If you know a little bit about the Bible and Joel chapter one, there was this plague of locusts. It destroyed everything in its way. But in Matthew chapter three, verse four, we see that John begins to preach to, and he's eating the locusts to prepare the way. There is a powerful message there. I can't go through all that, but I'm just letting you know that God is speaking that even though the enemy meant it for evil, God can turn it around for good. And he has some good things for us here. And, and on Wednesday night, what a joy I, I was able to pray with my son. There, it wasn't the, the, the call, the, it wasn't the altar call, but just youth just came up. And in the middle of that, the general officer started saying, hey, if your sons, if your fathers and you're praying, your sons around, pray with them. And so we begin to lay hands and I had a great time praying with, with my son, praying a covering over him and, and a blessing over him. And my daughters weren't, weren't, there at the moment, they were at the service, but I didn't get to pray with them, but I got to spend time with them. I know my, my wife was with the girls, but there's something. We've got to pray blessing over our children. Thursday night was our world mission night. Such a powerful night to see the, the parade of nations. And we planted a, we planted a seed. And I'm going to tell you how, how this works. We, we, we were in a, a council meeting, and I told them I, had, I got a text from some people in the world mission department, and they, were gonna, they want us to bring a special offering, some pastors to, to launch this out. And, and, and just in a couple of weeks, we already raised $100,000 for a $1 million goal and, and it, we, by that night. And, and so uh, I took it to our board. I'm like, I, we're, we're 
tight right now, but I, I believe the Lord wants to help us. And I had a, a number in my mind, and we just went around the room, like, pray about it for a moment. And, and one of the members said, I believe we're supposed to give 2000 One said 1500 Another said 2500 And I said, well, I had 1000 in my mind. You guys are faith is greater than mine. And so let's just go with the 2000 So we sent $2,000 for World Missions. I, I'm celebrating that already. Now, here's here's what we do. Our Wednesday night offering, anything on Wednesday night goes to a, a fund that we take to camp meeting every year. And, and then you, you are also giving, many of you are faithful every week and every month to give the world missions. We send that out. This $2,000 is not coming out of that. It's coming out over general overseer and they start dancing in the uh, in the altar together. God was moving in that place. And so I want to wrap it up by by saying I'm so glad we were able to go. Thank you for invest into our lives. I wish everybody could go. Uh, mark your, your calendar. July 6th is going to be in Indianapolis uh, that week uh, and in, in 2024. I hope we, I hope we can get a great uh, great response of people to go there. It is worth uh, being there. The services are so powerful. So on Saturday, we, we decided to take a, a little family day to take our kids to the Alamo. We didn't get to get inside. It was we not enough tickets, but we got to see a movie. We just spent today. We had a good lunch together. But my dad was with us, and we wanted to go out to the city market. And so we needed a lift ride, and so we, we figured out how to use the app again and picked up, a, you know, we were six of us. And so here comes this guy in a car that can hold six people, but it can't hold luggage. And I'm like, my dad's going to ride back with us tomorrow to the airport, and if we just pick up the phone and say we need six riders there's no way to let them know that we need room for luggage. They just pick up the first ride. And I'm like, Lord, what are we going to do? We're, we don't want to divide up everybody. And we're trying to keep it together to keep the cost down. And, and so we let it go. How many knows that God is important in the details? He, he watches those things. We have our lunch. We walk around a little bit. Now it's time to go back to the motel. And, and so we get the lift app out again. Boom, boom. And guess who comes around the corner? Salvador in his town and country. He's, all of us fit in. I'm like, Salvador, this, this is great. We, we, we need to ride tomorrow to the airport. Now, this morning when I was thinking through this, I'm like, Salvador, Sal, Sal, Sal. I was like, I'm going to look this up in Spanish. Do you know what it means savior? <laughs> Isn't God so good? And so I said, Salvador, can you pick us up tomorrow without going through the app? Or how do we use the app? He goes, you won't be able to do that because I'll have to. He goes, what time you need to be there? We set a time at 1.30 and we found out we really need to get out earlier. Uh, so, and so he came and picked us up at noon on, uh, on Sunday afternoon. The Lord made a way. We were able to get my dad's luggage in. We all got to the airport. And, and God, I, he's, he cares about the details of your life. I, I want to, if, if you hear anything else this morning, I want you to know he cares about the details. Our first trip was Salvador, though we began to engage with him and, and talk to him and wanted to get to know him a little bit. And is there anything we can pray with you about? And he's like, my, my wife and I, we're going through a hard time. We lost our son a few years ago. So it's been the hardest thing. He said, and it came out of just under, getting to know his story of, you know, what made you start driving and all these things. He says, I used to work a lot. I was never home. We lost our son, and I realized how much I needed my family. So I changed. I, I, I left a big income to come do this. I, I make good money, but not like I did before. I work a lot of hours, but I'm home every night. And I cook every night for my wife. God wants you to care for your families. And there may be some changes that you have to make. It may be getting a different job. It may 
make adjustments, but if, if you submit it to the Lord, he will take care of everything. Salvador's a believer. He, uh, he went to an early service on Sunday so he could pick us up at noon, and, and, and I trust the Lord is moving his life. So when he picked us up, we were just talking with him again, and he started sharing even more. His father was kidnapped by the, the Mexican cartel two times for a piece of property. And, and now his father did get to the United States and he's safe. And so we praise the Lord for that. And, and then he asked, there's one thing you can pray for. My, my brother for the last 17 years have been trying to get his citizenship and he's supposed to get it this month. And so we, we're praying for Salvador's brother that everything goes smooth for him. The Lord wants us. He, he, he directs our paths. There's people he puts in our lives so we can minister to them and they can minister to us. I thank the Lord for Salvador this morning because God was in the details. He knew what we needed just for transportation. That may be something simple, but God cares. As our praise team comes back this morning, thank you for allowing me to share these stories. There's so much more from the messages and the leadership training and all. It's such a powerful week. But I want you to know that God loves you. He has good plans for your life. He knows the very intentions of your heart and every thought that you think. He can handle the questions that you have and the disappointments and discouragement. He, he can handle all those things if you're given to him. How many knows that we serve a big God? And he orders our steps. His mercy and his goodness, they run after us when we follow him. As you stand to your feet this morning. I just want you to think about the goodness of God. You may want to come and stand in these altar areas and raise your hand. If you have a need that you need to be prayed for this morning, I'll be here. I want to pray with you. But I want you to just think about the goodness of God, that he cares about all the details. He cares about flat tires. He cares about getting you to the airport. He cares about the things that you deal with. Some of you are going home to, to deal with some stuff today. But some things can wait, Right? Because those who wait on the Lord, He'll renew our strength. I want to learn to wait. I want to, I want to learn to prioritize things that meet up with Him. There's some things that could be urgent this morning, but I'm like, Lord, I'm going to put that aside. I'm going to go to church. I've left, and you've heard me share this before, I've left clogged up plumbing at our house in the kitchen sink that looked like it was going to be the end of the day on a Sunday morning because I wanted to go to church. Because guess what? It was going to be clogged when I got home. It's going to be plugged up. It's going to, it's not going to fix itself, but I also believe, Lord, in the middle of the service, you could probably unplug that. <laughs> that would have been a great thing. And I was ready for that too. What I'm saying is, we've got to put God first in front of everything. So Lord help us. Will you lead us to some singing?